The Senpai Kohai Podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Support us on Patreon to gain fun perks like joining our anime club, Discord, and even join a list of credits at the end of the show. Join now at patreon.com slash Podcast. And now, let's talk anime. All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Senpai Kohai Podcast. It's your boy Trey, and with me today is the Mandark to my Dexter, Steven. Steven, what are you doing over there? Trying to remember that is that really his nemesis name is Mandark? Mandark. Oh, man. It is. It is. That that I tall re- egghead dork is uh <laughs> Mandark. Yeah, um, wow. He's Talk cool, about though. He was cool. <laughs> I, I love Dexter's Laboratory back in the day. As a matter of fact, it's it's always one of my favorite things to share about Cartoon Network because uh I was very lucky at the right age to have access to Cartoon Network. My my dad, whenever we visit him, had Cartoon Network, and there was a series of cartoons on there that was basically like a pilot program with Cartoon Network called What a Cartoon. Oh. Um, so, and Dexter's Laboratory was on there. Uh, Powerpuff Girls was on there before they ever got TV series. But hmm. a lesser known one was, uh, was a little cartoon called, I believe, Larry and Steve. And it was made by this little guy, you know, he's working for Hanna-Barbera at the time, really just in the, you know, animation by the name of Seth MacFarlane. Oh, and yeah, I've never heard of him. What indie guy? I, he's probably yeah. never done anything else. He probably stopped there. At, no, at Larry. Yeah, and Steve. What a chump. What a chump. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But <laughs> all jokes aside, this is literally like the pilot that he ran through Cartoon Network that essentially if you watch it, it's very much uh, family guy. It's literally got a talking hmm. dog and, and an idiot that adopts him. But it's a little more cartoony and like old school, like Looney Tunes ish stuff going on. But it's still, he's still using that voice he uses for Brian for uh, the dog in that one. It's pretty good stuff. But uh, the, uh, anyways, I know. I Yeah. <laughs> no, Cartoon Network's a beast, a, a beast of history. The uh, so I, I, as I as everyone knows, because I, I talked its ass off. I, I watched Billy and Mandy for like a couple of months because there was a lot of episodes and there was a lot of uh, a lot of history there with maxwell adams who is the creator of the series and i don't think i talked about it here but scooby-doo just had a halloween not just had one uh, during halloween they had a halloween season not halloween season halloween special come out and if you know billy and mandy then you know that this halloween special was very reminiscent of the iconic halloween episode from billy and mandy and i was like that's real fucking weird what's that about and so i looked up the movie and sure enough maxwell adams created it or produced and directed the whole thing and uh i just kind of kept digging from there and i started looking up about the whole separation from cartoon network because apparently he did and a lot of people separated from cartoon network at one point um and I, I want to say he said he was the reason for it, or he was one of the big instigators um, for why there was a big exodus of creation uh, around that time, which is why Samurai Jack didn't get it season five. Uh, Gindy Tark to get Tarkovatsky. I, I, can't, I can't say that man's name, but you know, G Dog. Don't ask G-Dog me to try. And, yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't <laughs> get to make his final season. Um, him and two other people that were making big name series at the time didn't just get to finish their stuff but they were the big money makers and they went elsewhere to finish but it was really cool there's a lot of history in cartoon network and their their people mm-hmm. and that i just I, like seeing those names and you know what are they doing and what have they done you, you can see their stamps everywhere 
Oh yeah, like I I love uh, I love JG Quintel's uh, regular show, but then he went off and did a show on HBO Max. That's a it's basically a regular show, but as inappropriate as he wants. Um, What's he doing there? Or do, do you remember the name of it? I'm trying to remember the name of it right now. Um, I'm not gonna look it up because I'll have to actually like clicky clackety. Yeah. Um, maybe. Well, I'll take my time with it. But yeah, he's like. There's a lot of creators that have gone on and moved onto other platforms and made newer stuff, and I think that's really cool. Um, and I, I think it's cool as a place to for creators to get started. I mean, there and some of them come back. I know, uh, G Dog. It came back and did that uh that primal series on adult swim so yeah um but i think it's all like you were talking about the history of cartoon network and i think it's actually wild because like a lot of anime history leans heavily especially anime history in the west in terms of america leans heavily on toonami toonami's existence oh, yeah. literally made kind of started a wave of popularity that has slowly built up to where we are now um Basically, Cartoon Network wa- uh, walked so Crunchyroll and Funimation and all these streaming platforms could run. So, yeah, that's my sure. that's the uh, that's my uh, my Cartoon Network spiel for today. Well, you did you did talk you did talk a, a lot about Billy and Mandy. Dude, it's, also, it's a stamp. They it, ma- it's history. They, they they make a lot of fucking Scooby Doo movies. By the way, <laughs> Dude, they don't fucking stop. They know where their bread and butter is, and they they know that. Scoop, Scooby will pay bills if they are ever in doubt. You put out a Scooby Doo movie, but Scooby Doo ties into everything too. Like that Scooby Doo movie, so it, it's it's Scooby Doo. You have your Hanna Barbera property, written and directed by Maxwell Adams, creator of the Dan Billy and Mandy show, incorporating elements of Batman into the whole show or into the whole movie, and it, it's crazy. You know, Scooby Doo is such a such a universal glue that can you just throw <laughs> shit at it and it's gonna stick because he's the talking dog and anything can happen what, oh yeah Ninja turtles and every batman they anything do can they do there. w wwe was invo- uh, involved yeah, in one john cena it just yeah. nonsense <laughs> just nonsense and then you, you have things like the what is it the the like Super Saiyan Shaggy or whatever, like uh, Badass Shaggy from that one you, movie that went me- heavy meme. So, do you know the origin of... <laughs> he's Ultra Instinct Shaggy, but... Um, Thank you. So, <laughs> no problem. I, I know way too much about it. So, apparently in, I want to say, the Latin reddits of Dragon Ball Z, I think is kind of where it started. There was a... Uh, once Ultra Instinct started becoming popular... Um, Shaggy started getting his rise in power as a as a joke, I guess, and someone incorporated him having Ultra Instinct, but someone gave him this boost, and he became a uh, I, I can't remember how exactly you say, it, but it was like Ultra Blanco <laughs> Shaggy, and that was like his Ultra Instinct, <laughs> and it was just super powerful. But it like started in like Latin Reddits, and it just seeped over here where just shaggy became this god amongst men and just every every so month every so uh many months you'll see the matthew lillard meme of oh you forgot me <laughs> i'm back <laughs> it's, it's funny that's good that's that's good stuff what are we talking about we like we like anime too apart from i know uh, i know apart from, 
other uh, other we, shows. We love anime. That's what our podcast is about. As a matter of fact, contrary so, to so popular what it, belief. <laughs> so yeah, I know we we start out with a kind of like intro about Cartoon Network and then just go down a rabbit hole about that bad boy. But speaking of anime, what are you watching right now, man? I need to know because it's been a couple weeks. It seems like forever. It does, dude. It's been too long. Too long. Um, I want to say by the time everyone's t- talked, not talked, uh, listen to this, we'll have already had the episode with Daryl and the episode with Tabby. So we'll have gone two weeks. That's that's too long. That's that's not even a paid vacation from you. And I'm not mm. getting paid. So <laughs> let's catch true. up. I've got I don't think I've actually watched anything. I've been reading. I'm on my anime exodus. Although <laughs> I uh I keep getting tempted to break it. I'm trying I'm trying my best to focus and read manga. I'm I'm getting through pretty well on that. So I'm still reading Dragon Ball Z. I am all the way up in the cell arc um where Trunks and Vegeta are fighting cell. And so that that's pretty pretty good to to almost the cell tournament. Um he just became perfect cell. And so Pretty soon they're going to issue the challenge. Goku and Gohan are in the hyperbolic time chamber for a day. And, you know, they're going to come out after a year of training. I'm really excited. I already know how this all plays, but it's still super, super fun. (laughs) Just reading this all again and just seeing everything just go wrong. And just kind of refresh and see the details. Like, I always blamed Vegeta for, I guess, perfect cells happening. And which it is partially his fault to blame because he uh, I'm not sure how how much, you know, on Vegeta and and the cell interaction there. Uh, But Vegeta's pride is a lot of the downfall Mm. where he's fighting second stage cell and cells bitching. And he's like, oh, I got to beat you if I was perfect. You would stand no chance. And Vegeta is in in super Vegeta form, which is like his mid one and two stage. And he's like, Mm -hmm. oh, oh, you think you'd be able to beat me? If you were perfect, you know what? Why don't you go ahead? Why don't you go ahead and become perfect? And I'll and we'll see how this goes. And so that would involve him absorbing 18, which everyone's trying to stop. Everybody is on the page of do not do that except Vegeta right now. Because he's got this Saiyan pride <laughs> thing happening. And yeah, he does. It's it's awful. So Trunks is even trying to get in the way and like, Dad, don't do it. Please, I've seen the future. You die. Do not do this but it's too late alas and so they're they're fighting and it's it's great um what else i'm taking a break from that one for a minute i'm like 16 18 volumes in on dragon ball z it's a lot wow yeah so i started reading just to kind of make sure i don't get burnt out um a manga you recommended wow i hate the title it's always so complicated (laughs) i knew you were gonna have trouble with this god my my dearest self with malice afterthought. It's got to be uh, a way to malice of forethought. Oh, wow! I've been typing that wrong too. So yeah, I didn't feel like you're correcting you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like being that guy. I was like, you know, I'll just let him have that one, but not on the podcast episode. No uh, thanks. <laughs> Shit, it's too late now. It doesn't matter. So it's malice of forethought. Wow. I, Google Books didn't even correct me when I was getting them. So whatever um that final volume came out so been working on that collection i'm almost done with the first one on that and it's intense i'm uh i'm just a couple chapters in and shit keeps turning 
I keep thinking like, okay, well, it, it almost seems predictable. And spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead for my dearest self with uh, malice aforethought. <laughs> okay, so, um, you know, you start off with this boy. He's he's, uh, he's living the college life, you know, trying trying to get the girls, trying to live the life. And suddenly he wakes up and, you know, out of nowhere. You know, he's got a girl in the bed and it's three days later and he's trying to figure out what's going on. Turns out he's like the son of this murderer. And it it, it it's almost predictable, really, at that point where uh, it's like this personality thing, because there's this girl who keeps giving like these narrative scopes. And I, I, I say it's predictable. Nothing's confirmed at all yet for now for me. Um, so she's like. Okay, you're not the usual IG. Um, we had a conversation the other day, and you were acting funny. And he's like, okay, well, I don't know what that means. And she's like, I think you have split personality disorder. And he, like, shits himself. And he's like, oh, well, I hope he's nice. And then he opens a <laughs> safe, and there's, like, a bloody bat and a lot of money. He's like, oh, my God, he's not safe. And it's a, it's a mess. I, I, I'm enjoying the Yeah, if I recall correctly right – he finds a uh, an ear in there with it, doesn't he? So he he just uh, he got done talking to the cops, and they're interviewing him about a girl that went missing, and her fingers were ripped off, and her ears were ripped off, her skin was peeled, and he's like, "Oh, that's wild. I don't know that girl though. Sorry about it." And so he's like, "Man, you know, they say she was my girlfriend. I don't know that girl." And then he reaches in his pocket and pulls out an ear, and he's like, "Ah." <laughs> <laughs> i did know her <laughs> yeah so so i love how fast this series goes like right out the gate oh yeah but I, it is uh, but because, metal yeah it, t- it takes like a whole of like two chapters to get into the thick of it but my favorite thing about it is every time you think you know what's going on and i think the 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 series plays with you this way is it it gives you enough details to go i bet you think you know what's gonna happen right and then it goes, nope. And it just flips a bitch on you. And it, you just get shocked. Like, I think the hardest thing is, like, as you get further in, uh, paying attention to dates and times. Because it jumps around like a fucking uh, Tarantino flick. Like, Pulp Fiction and mm. shit like that. It's just like, 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 we're in the future. We're in the past. We're in the deep past. We're in, you know, present time. Like, it's, you know, this character's perspective for a little bit. In this character's perspective. And it all... It all seems like so disconnected, but it all eventually comes together. And it's a really well done series. I think it's just the right amount of volumes. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's only like 11 volumes or something like that. It's like, I, for me, it's like, this is a good ass thriller. It's it's very adult oriented. Oh, very. Uh, yeah. It's graphic. Like I, it is graphic. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's some, there's some gore in there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but overall just a really good series i'm glad you're enjoying it so far i'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as you continue through this this thriller because I, oh, yeah. I i know every twist and turn at the moment and you, you're not even at the intense part bro no I, I so what they've shown the first the first dead body of the the girl he uh of the girl they said it was his girlfriend and i was like okay well you know it's just gonna be a dead body and i flipped the page and i was like holy shit mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a dead body and like they they actually showed her and i was like god ah, all right yeah. no, no punches held this is it yeah absolutely. Um, but I, i'm glad you're reading the manga though that's great yeah i'm really enjoying it it this this manga thing is is 
perfect. I'm really enjoying it right now. This is what the doctor ordered, what Thin Pie ordered. Yeah, and you know, that's actually kind of ironic is because when you are getting really heavy into manga is when I'm starting to get back into anime. So before I go into my anime, did you have any other mangas you're reading? Um, no, I'm trying to finish up my Mar or March and Awakens romance collection. Um, because once I finish Dragon Ball, I'll probably uh I'll probably get into that. But no, nothing else. That one and right, Blood on well, the Tracks. Those are the four I'm working on collecting week by week. So those are uh those are yeah. shonen, shonen, and then traumatizing series, and that's that's pretty oh. much it. That's how I'm uh, that's how I'm approaching it. That, that's some that's some fucking deep like curves you got going on that road. <laughs> oh yeah, you're like here's shonen, malice <laughs> forethought. It's like yeah, it's like back to shonen, blood on the tracks. Like what the fuck? Those are all, but still, you know that actually probably like makes it a little bit more fun. So. I definitely encourage you to continue your journey down weird choices mixed together. But uh, as you recall, I'm, I'm always a huge manga fan. As I've said multiple times, it's actually the fastest and easiest way for me to consume Japanese like comic animation associated kind of content. But, you know, I'm doing this overnight uh, like project for my company. And so this leaves me on an odd time schedule. So I can't really socialize very often. I'm usually awake when other people are asleep, um, that sort of thing. And it's such a physically demanding job that when I get home, it, it's, it takes a lot of effort if I want to play a video game. So I, I've been leaning towards just not playing video games lately, simply because I get about two hours, maybe an hour and a half sometimes each morning before I need to pass out and you know, wake up in time to get ready for work. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that. I've been doing that. And I tried to play games. It really didn't work out so well. I never got very far in anything. So I decided, hey, you know what? Let's hit Funimation. Because I think I have some stuff I started but never finished. And one of those is me. Oh, is it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this name because I know it's supposed to be like a plan words. It's Miroko-chan. The, the ghost girl. The, uh, yeah, the girl that sees all the, the ghosts in, in the world. And I yeah. actually finished the series. I actually finished the series. So one of the things I discovered about this series is animated by Studio Passion. Um, And we were talking about how we got got these extra cheesecake kind of like shots early in the series. You remember that? That's a good way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cheesecake, baby. Yeah. and that continues throughout the series. It it does tone down a little bit, but I also realize that Passione is uh, the ones that animated High School DXD and uh, Interspecies Reviewers. So they're very talented at the cheesecake, if you will. Um, so, oh, yeah. but it it does kind of blend down, like because the thing is, is I really like I liked the anime. Um, I think I gave it. I think I gave it a seven out of ten. Whenever I, I posted my review in our Discord, which and, I, uh, I was kind of surprised about. Or I mean, it started off kind of, kind of okay when we were watching it. It was just a fan service, but it really just kind of caught us off guard mm-hmm. when we were watching it. Because other than that, yeah. it was just kind of a charming little show about a girl and ghost. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, all the ghosts are these horrific, like, monstrosities that are really jarring. Um, I still think they're a little scarier in the manga than they are in the anime, but they, the, the the job gets done even in the anime. 
and the, and the thing is like that joke of her trying to ignore them there's a point in the series where it gets a little stale and uh like you just have this i think there's about an episode and a half where i was like yeah i know i get it but then they start introducing some bigger plot elements now not a lot because they still slip in some of some moments in the series where it's like okay this is just a really scary thing but it actually adds to the lore it just takes forever to pay off like mm-hmm. um because she like she goes she's trying to figure out ways to protect herself and her friends from these these ghosts which clearly seem to react based on you know if they can be seen and things like that and they actually show instances of people having these spirits possessing them um they show how these spirits affect people in the real world and you know she worries about her friend because it turns out her friend has a lot of like life energy in her and there's another girl who can see ghosts but not quite as good as she can so which i love that character her character is great she's basically ostracized goth girl because she may have bright colors in her hair and mushrooms for to hold her hair up but i i saw her nail polish and i was like i know a goth girl when i see her and there she is <laughs> but like but there's like there's some comedy involving like her being like having no friends and they find her like like eating lunch in the bathroom stall and Aww. she eventually gets kind of like pulled in and different things happen it's it's actually really funny there's a lot of funny moments but the plot lines that start exposing themselves as you go on are, are really good especially because it's still bathed in mystery a plot point from earlier in the series comes back at the end of the uh, end of the first season I, at least I hope they get another season that ex- that actually turns that plot point on its head, which is really cool. And it actually is like what gets her to do more stuff. I'm not, re- I'm being really vague because if anybody want, wants to watch this, it's like 12 episodes and you can get through it pretty quick. Yeah. Um, But they also show how positive entities work in her view and like what they look like. And that's also an interesting take on the whole thing. It's just, my biggest problem is like, for everything it did right there was just a lot of blank space in between and that's why i got a seven out of ten for me great animation cool plot points and like little twists and turns but the the oh no scary spooky ghosts i see and i have to pretend to ignore um that goes on way too long before we get to that and that's that's my take on that one um no and that makes sense yeah it's a a gimmick you can only see so many times before really just kind of losing the luster a lot like magical senpai where you know it's you know i i see the gag here you know it's you know Mm -hmm. oh magic trick you can't really do it fan service it's uh this isn't fun anymore i i i see what's going on here yeah and that's that's the thing is like a, a good writer will be able to actually pace things the right way like i feel like uh don't toy with me miss nagatoro does that like the the girl the younger girl bullying the older shy guy shtick only lasts so long before they start introducing plot elements that make them evolve from what they are and i think that's really cool um Mm -hmm. other things i'm watching this season is of course demon slayer which good lord every bit of every cent or yen or whatever they have is it's got to be going into this show because every time I watch this show, it's like a damn movie. And it's, I will admit, okay, I will, uh, you know, everybody loves Demon Slayer and I do too. But I got a little bit of a criticism. You ever see a fight that you think they win, but then it turns out they don't happen so many times that you go, okay, come on. That's kind of where I'm at with Demon Slayer. 
Oh, okay. Well, you yeah, know, if it's a pattern, then yeah, that's that's a little annoying. That's like I don't feel like that's a spoiler, but it's just like this. The fight scenes are so incredibly animated; they're so great to watch and and things like that. Um, so if you're there for the action, like get ready. But the part of me that likes like well paced development kind of mm-hmm. had a moment where I was like, okay, are we we pushing this out? It kind of felt like hey, we have this many episodes for the season, but we don't have everything ready for the next season. So make this last as long. But, it, you know, it's overall, it's pretty good. I like I like it a lot. I love the animation and the in the action. Right. Uh, I, um, one second. It, one yeah, second. Go ahead. Are you still playing Halo Reach? Yes. Okay. How you haven't beaten it yet. Th- this ties into what you're talking about. But yes. Yes. I have not. So beaten you it yet. I am. All right. So once you're once you're done with the Halo Reach, we'll kind of circle back on that because um, that Halo Reach wraps up in a really good way for heroes and fights and kind of how things end. Um, I, I feel like that's a really good way to kind of button that up. But we'll we'll have to circle back on that. Um, maybe it'll be done. Maybe you'll be done by the time uh, Demon Slayer ends. We'll that's see. the hope and the dream, man. That's the hope and the dream. I'm continuing my journey down each and every episode of my dress up darling which as i understand it you started watching you hipster mother that's not true that is not true i'm only (laughs) watching i'm only seeing what twitter's posting i am not watching it yet i am all i know abstaining until um until it's all out and dubbed i am seeing all the voice actors coming out the woodworks for it though i think amy lee is um yeah amelie is uh the voice of marin yeah. yeah, and uh, they do a great job. Like I, I, I went back and watched a, a, the episodes again because, like, I need a good reason to watch Jesus them again. Christ, <laughs> I've been talking up this series for like two and a half fucking years, and no one listened. And some animated titties show up on the ground. I'm still salty. I'm still salty. Um. Anyways, now people get proxy. Now, uh, <laughs> but the reality is, is like this. This series definitely has like a horny on main going on, but it's such a much deeper series i and that's a whole other like rabbit hole for me to go down but the newest episode you're the one that showed me the bounce to the ounce it, that an episode was literally titled mission <laughs> <laughs> i was just scrolling through twitter and i saw it and i was like God, God, what the? had a had a roshi moment right there i almost <laughs> passed out i was like what on earth is this and then i, I saw yeah i saw the gojo's face is that his name the main guy gojo yeah or, whatever it is and i was like this is dress up darling what on earth yeah he's like god bless new bras um <laughs> Jesus. uh i think it, it like it's actually like new bras like yo or something like that i it's basically like yeah like for the win essentially um but yeah, they, like they like I knew there's definitely some cheesecake in this show. I I've read it for a long time, and they were gonna animate that stuff, so I was ready for it. Um, but I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> no one could have been. No yeah, one. like it's they literally, they literally titled the episode like uh, it's probably because this is the best boob bag here today or something like that. Like it's literally a line she says at the cosplay event. Because ah. she describes basically the corset like boob bag, like her her boobs sit above the corset's tightness, but still covered in like fabric. Oh, um, okay, I see. I yeah, don't, she literally describes. I hate that I see that. I I hate I understand, <laughs> but yeah. I understand. 
Look, I love this series, even if it is because like, the worst part is it's not even like it's not even like all those like uh, fan service shows like High School DxD where it's like it's very like sexual in nature. It's it's I know it it's is, kind of played up pretty heavily, but it's yeah. not like like shoved in your face in the same way of like, look, this girl's ass has ended up on this dude's face again for the third time this episode. Um, no, you know, and the the way I I don't even know what's going on in the show but when i saw it and like i watched it a couple times as you would and you will once you see it um i kind of respected it like mm. it, she was she was talking about the fabrics and like how everything was as a cosplayer i was like oh i see that's what's going on here this isn't this isn't fan service this is actually a complaint or not a complaint but like a a real contrivance from you know, a situation that probably happens to people. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. I, I thought that and was they, cool. And uh, they talk about it in the show and in the manga. Like, it, I don't, I don't know if it's really accentuated on as much in the anime, but she put, she actually bought uh, what's called a new bra. New bra is basically like a, like a stick on bra that sits like below the breasts. So for her to like, she has a pretty, pretty hefty, you know mommy milkers in the first place um but she put extra support like two of them underneath it to push them up <laughs> you don't have to hold it in i see your face <laughs> i i just had to throw that in there to mess with you <laughs> you caught me off guard i didn't even know what to do you caught me off guard <laughs> Go ahead. Just go ahead. Uh, Just finish time. the episode. Get me to another show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're we're done. Okay. Yes. There. There. New bras pushed her boobs up, and that's why it's like so obvious that they stick out. Um. Moving on. Okay. So I'm caught up on Demon Slayer. My dress up, darling. I watched all of Miroko Chan, uh, and then I started a series that people have been talking a ton about, and that is Ranking of Kings, which I'm wanting to super in. I, I'm blown away. One, by how good it looks. Two, how well they actually handled the, the content and, like, how to voice it. Um, like, Ranking of Kings is basically about this prince of a kingdom in a world where there's there's kings of different kingdoms and they're ranked based on various things, whether it be battle prowess, intelligence, things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, is a, he is the eldest son of the seventh ranked king who's this giant of a man and his name is boji and he is deaf and mute which in this case is primarily a result of him being deaf um so he and he's just like he's like this tiny little guy tiny tiny little guy and his dad and clearly his mom too based on like a little snippet are giants essentially so it's kind of an odd thing where he's kind of unusual and it shows that he kind of gets picked on a lot, but he, you know, puts up a brave front. And so he goes out and he meets this shadow. Like literally it's like a pool of black with eyes and he like, it like forms a little like attack weapon and pulls out a sword. And he's like, give me your clothes after he basically finds out he doesn't have money. And uh, so for some reason, the shadow can understand enough of what Boji is trying to say. And he can kind of sell it to Boji that to where he finally has somebody to communicate with. And it's like really cool. So he show, starts showing up every day to give, to give up his clothes to this 
the shadow, this thief, essentially. Like, he's getting robbed, but he's just so happy to talk to somebody. He's like, I'll keep showing up with clothes. So he shows up all puffed up with, like, extra layers of clothes another day. And he just keeps marching back home every day in his undies. And everybody's laughing at him. And it's like, they literally, it's basically the emperor's new uh, new clothes um, kind of storyline there. But then it evolves into, like, the shadow follows him around and, like, sees what he goes through. Like, he gets through walking through the street and uh, just, like, he, he's in his own room finally alone. And he's, like, he's like crying. And the, the shadow sneaks in. And he's like, wait, he literally is just pretending to be better um, while everybody picks on him. But he holds up. Um, and then, you know, the shadow continues to follow him around and in, in the castle and he goes to meet his dad and he talks about, you know, how he's, you know, basically making an embarrassment of the family. But end result is, is like the, the shadow ends up becoming friends with, with Boji and he wants to be the rank one King, even though he's not a giant, he's deaf, he's mute. He's just got this ambition. So he basically joins up with the shadow and goes to it. Now I'm early into the series. We'll see how that actually happens, but it's got this very Ghibli esque look to it because the series is old. Yeah. It's from a time like it's like, this is being made into an anime like decades after the original manga and uh, it's being done by wit studio and it's fantastic. It looks great. Even adapting like, cause it has that whole thing. Like when he cries, it does that whole like big teardrops like coming down their face and like kind of pulling at their chin kind of thing. Yeah, I was like, "Damn, it looks good," and uh, I'm looking forward to doing more. But uh, as you can see, I've been watching a lot of anime. I have a lot of thoughts on anime. It's just been really great to get like two to two to two and a half hours a day to really kind of dip straight back into it. Um, I'm not even gonna get into the manga because I've read more manga than I can count right now because I do it at work and whenever I get a free moment. So. I've read a bunch of Isekai trash and I've read some graphic uh, action ones. I'll talk about it next time, but let's get to the games. Cause we are already pushing our luck with time. Let's go. Do. Yeah. We got a lot of, we've been catching up on. So yeah, in our, in our absence, in our loo, there's been a Nintendo direct, um, a Nintendo direct for people our age i would say <laughs> pretty much this is uh this was geared for us and i am uh i'm pretty excited about it i think we're both pretty excited for it um hell yeah i'll kind of spit through these get your get your ideas on it um the first one was a muso fighter um uh, monster masume warriors uh what'd you think about that one <laughs> <laughs> you fucking wish i, I know you did but you fucking wish that's basically what i feel like you wish that was a real thing i wouldn't even know what to do with that but it was actually fire emblem warriors three hopes um i didn't like seeing that felt like that was uh very unnecessary but uh what where did you, where did you fall on that one uh i'm pretty indifferent um so so look i liked three houses i loved three houses and i like a good musou game as long as it's well done i just i played the original fire emblem warriors and i was not impressed if i'm being honest and like it wasn't bad it was just a typical musou game with like fire emblem characters in it like the 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 original characters that were in it were so cheesy and the writing was cheesy and, I, and it just played like a regular ass, uh, you know, Musou game. 
But if you're talking about something like Hyrule Warriors or Dragon Quest Warriors, uh, those had unique systems built around what those games were. And that was cool. Now, if this Three Houses Musou game does something like that, cool. I might pick it up. But I'm not like I'm not a day one guy here because like the first Fire Emblem Warriors didn't impress me in a big way. And uh, this is just literally dedicated to three houses. If I wanted to do more three houses, I'd do another playthrough. There's four freaking storylines in the game. I've only done one of them. Like, I, sorry, that's just that's just my opinion. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pretty indifferent. Like, moving on. What do we got? Oh, I remember the next one was uh, No Man's Sky is coming to Switch. Yeah. Which... Okay, look, this this game, I tried it out. I Like, I have Game Pass, and it's on Game Pass. And, you know, I had heard that what they promised, they did not deliver on initially, but they have now updated to the point where it's like, we've recovered. Like, people are finally getting what they want. And it's cool. You, you explore around. You gather stuff. You build a little space base. You get your ship going. You can travel between planets. You can fight in space. There's all kinds of things to do. But it's essentially a survival game. And I don't have time for that. That's yeah. that's the biggest problem. I have I have No Man's Sky on PC, and I was I played it for I think about four to five hours just to get through some initial stuff to the point where you can get back in your ship and travel and and I just was like you know this is very much a sci-fi person thing, and I'm just I'm not about it. So again, indifferent. How about you? Um, I I don't know who is really wanting it on the switch and i mean granted i i don't know if if it can even run to full capacity on the switch you know how big does this have to be like you know no man's sky used to be the you know or the the used to be promised you know go find your friend across the galaxy type thing Mm -hmm. and you know are are you really going to be able to go dig in planets and go do all this I, i don't i don't know who's really you know champing at the bit for this but i wasn't I wasn't impressed by it coming to the switch and I, I don't, I just don't know who's clamoring for it. This seems like a, uh, we, we should be getting other things besides that, but I guess someone's happy somewhere, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just good on them for coming good on their word, I guess. Um, next one, one of the biggest ones, Mario strikers battle league. Yes. Um, I'm that'll be my first strikers game. I'm I'll be pretty excited. Really? That. I played yeah, I played the baseball one on the Wii and the uh on mm. the Wii and the GameCube. So I didn't We did uh, talk about that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get to do this one. But it looks pretty cool. All the specials, everyone in their armor, it looks nice. Yeah, Strikers was a regular rotation multiplayer game when I was in college. Because it was on the GameCube, like you could have two V two. It was just it was a soccer game that didn't have too big of a field, too many buttons. It had special power-ups. And it was just, it was such a great just game in general. And mm-hmm. so if they can keep that same kind of thing and have online multiplayer and things like that, like I can see, I can see us and the boys getting really into it. So oh, yeah. um, I'm very excited about it. Um, what's next? Uh, we have Splatoon 3. I was, I was okay with oh. that. Oh, oh, you feel a way about it. I love you feel Splatoon. some type of way. Okay. I love Splatoon. I have a Splatoon 2 Switch case. I have Splatoon 2 Joy-Cons. I love Splatoon. I you know, I actually um 
was super happy to get my hands on Splatoon 2 and, and play through it before they shut down servers. Uh, they really expanded the co-op experience on, on Splatoon 2. And so when they brought in like the Salmon Run video and everything, you get there's a lot there's so much game there there is the multiplayer factor and like that's the thing is i think people forget that there's an actual like single player content co-op content and things I like that i don't even that, know yeah like the the second game came built in with a storyline and co-op and single player content that was actually much more advanced than the first game and then they released an expansion on that single player uh like content and then now number three is coming in and continuing the story. Like I'm really pumped for it. I love its style. It's it's got a very like Japanese like Shibuya like sort of trendy style to it, but it's also like a, a paint shooter. It's 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 so it's so fun. I love the, so the character designs. Yeah, yeah, it's it it blows me away every time, and I'm really excited for the third one. So next up, we have we actually got quite a bit of footage for the Kirby game, Kirby and the Forgotten mm-hmm. Lands. Um, that looked really fun and really good. Like that mm-hmm. looked amazing. And not to shit on Game Freak and Pokemon Arceus, but Jesus Christ, this looked a lot better than the Pokemon game. But I, uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for a new Kirby game. Yeah, I am too. Um, I'm curious to see how all of it works. Uh, this is a very ambitious project, and I feel it has the same yeah. potential as Ar- as Arceus is. Uh, taking the Kirby formula and turning it on its head. You have not only an open world system built into this game, but you have uh, like powered up versions. Like there's multiple levels to the power-ups now. Yeah. Um, that do a bunch of different things. There's so many new things being introduced and I'm very excited. It's very sandboxy and I'm very excited about that for this. Not that it's Kirby breath of the wild, but we'll see. Uh, so <laughs> we had uh, a real big announcement, Nintendo Switch Sports. Um, that was a incredible drop. I don't I don't know if people were expecting that, but I was uh, I was stunned. I didn't think they'd do another uh, series like that or another thing like I, that. I was waiting for this. I was waiting for yeah. it. because here, look, so Wii Sports sold systems. Yeah, even its sequel sold systems. You got your grandma, got your aunt, got got your redneck brother, like playing that fucking game. Don't talk Everybody about Billy played... Joe like that again, man. Don't. He's sensitive. He's sensitive. Uh, sorry, sorry. I, I won't. I won't mock his his accent next time I see him. This time. Um, but it got everybody you knew playing a Wii. Why would Nintendo not do that again? And literally, they don't even have to try too hard. They're porting games that already exist. Because it's not like they brought in new sports for it. It's the same stuff they've already released. Yeah, that was a real big statement in question, you know. Like, it should yeah, just, just be porting. Um, yeah, it like should. this should be a discounted mother trucking thing, but it's not going to be. It's going to be 60 effing dollars. I don't know why I'm censoring myself. It's going to be 60 fucking dollars. And, <laughs> I, and that's that's the hard part for me. That's the hard part for me. It's like you're porting your stuff. You combine the Wii and the Wii used sports things and smash them into a switch thing and they're going to throw it out for 60 bucks because it's first party oh yeah and I, they will like i just i don't know like i'll wait you know what i'll do i'll let somebody else buy it and then we can get together and then we can play it now that's that's <laughs> thinking what you're noggin but if you trick yeah. me into that i'm gonna be very upset <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about man you didn't you didn't get pokemon arceus so i think you should pick up the wii sports what the anyway yeah, absolutely <laughs> so 
Anyway, next up we had a amazing addition to the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, um, which was the Booster Course Pass, which was going to be, I believe, 48, I think, mm-hmm. if that was right, 48 yep. new tracks, which mm-hmm. was stellar. I People were, were I want to say it came up a week or so ago, talking about a new Mario Kart or something got renewed for Mario Kart, and they were like, oh, this is it, this is new Mario Kart, or something happened to the title, and... Uh, this is it clearly uh people like well let's get the new one going and even i was at that point where i was like you know i I want my new racer and i've got the chocobo gp coming up but wow 48 new tracks that's 48 new new times to beat i I love things to memorize i love that announcement because it because it was the moment that basically everything everything i've thought about mario kart for like the last couple years is why release a new one yeah just put every just put just put new tracks new characters new cart models whatever you want to do just drop it into mario kart 8 like how much more can you improve that engine how much more can you improve that because it did you can't like i mean because like really it's it's kind of at its peak now there is a small amount of controversy based on the fact that some of the some of the tracks uh graphics look like the mario kart tour versions versus upscaled versions from their original games i'm kind of like like i said like i'm gonna drop this word all night long uh indifferent to that like it's like okay is the track is the shape of the track is the function of the game and the track working the same yes okay cool like if it yeah if the mushrooms look a little different or the textures are a little more cartoony does it matter like i mean what you're you're mario kart master like like what's your thought on that as long as the biggest thing about each track is its gimmicks, as long as I'm going through each track and it has the right gimmick that it's supposed to, like I shouldn't be going through any, any track and having a hiccup that's supposed to be in another track or it feels mm-hmm. like another track. I'm going through a, a course. I'm, I'm going through a farmland where there's a bunch of cows or I'm going through a, a castle where it's on fire it shouldn't feel like the other ones but it's also got mm-hmm. its own gimmick that it needs to make feel like it's special and that's for the most part what all these courses do for the most part and it, it should be fine it granted it's it's the switch you're you shouldn't be expecting you know 4k thousand frames for whatever you know i, I don't i don't know what people are <laughs> bitching about at that point but you know just, yeah. just play the fucking racing game you know you're playing with cartoon characters what do you want yeah i don't i don't know but i feel you on that one it's you're right about really what else you could do to improve it and it's it's really just add you a couple characters add your you know celebratory courses because a lot of people are starting to get in this space now where you have the ones that were announced um one i just uh talked about was chocobo gt or gp um, there's a Disney racing game that's about to come out mm-hmm. that looked like shit. Uh, here it is, Speedstorm. <laughs> that looked fucking uh, awful. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, want to race that. <laughs> uh, um, I thought but, I put it out of my mind, and then you brought it back into the forefront of my 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 uh, cerebral cortex. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. But it uh, it just looked fucking awful. Like, a lot of people are about to start racing again, or trying to race, you know, in whatever space they are for streaming and it's just a good reminder that mario kart's here and it's king in case people forgot yeah 
Exactly. And I love it because like, you know, okay, if they dropped a, a paid DLC and they're like, here's eight courses, I'd be like, that's some bullshit. But they, they were because because I remember we were in the voice chat watching the damn direct and you were like, oh, paid DLC. What the F? And then they were like 48 courses and you were like, oh. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll, okay. I'll do that for okay. 48 courses. Okay, okay, fine. You <laughs> yeah. got me. That's that's more than enough. Like, damn. All right. Yeah, I'm into it. That's a bargain. Um, yeah, so that that was a cool drop. I thought that was a cool drop. I was a big fan of that one. Um, oh, yeah. What else you got? What else you got for me? Um, I'm going to rapid fire through a couple of these before I get to the biggest one. Um, So we had, uh, I want to say we actually had the announcement dates and a little bit of gameplay for the advanced war games one and two that looked really good cool. really smooth because that was like the first time we'd actually seen anything from those guys since they decided to rebirth this project yeah it's um, a good remaster mm-hmm. you have to like strategy games though like this is it's, it's very for a very specific audience yeah i don't think i'm going to be getting into those i think i yeah. took it off my wish list after i saw gameplay and i was like yeah they do look a little bit too and which is crazy considering the next thing i'm about to say there was front mission one and two <laughs> Which looked amazing. Yeah, it looked really good. Look, um, we're mech boys. That's what it is. Mechs. We're we're mecha boys. Yeah, it's mechs is a different kind of strategy. I'll take that. Um, mm-hmm. Those remasters or the first remaster looks great. They're working on the second one. So hell yeah. Um, the Chrono Cross remaster. Yes, I'm excited about this. Like this, uh, this needed to be a thing. But the biggest deal is is actually porting Radical Dreamers, the text based adventure. For the first time ever into English. Bring it. Let's go. Oh, I didn't realize that was quite the case. That it was it yes. hadn't been in English before, so that's cool. Um, so let's see, we have the portal collection, portal one and two, which I thought was already Man. on the switch, but eh? Just ain't okay, that's fine. I've already played well, it. So uh, like I, I, I'm not that, that's the thing, it is it's so old at this point, and if you haven't played like that's my thing, is like if you haven't yeah. played played that game yet, the, either of those games yet. It's a very small pool of people. Like, I feel like that's just a bad business decision, frankly. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's just me. Uh, next one is Live a Live, I think, or Live Alive. Live yeah, Alive. Yeah. Uh, live Alive or whatever. I, I don't know the exact naming uh, thing, but it's really cool. That's a, That's an old RPG I heard about back in the uh, SNES days and PS1 days and stuff like that. And that's like, one of the first ones now to come in HD 2D which looks really good, which is what the Dragon Quest 3 is being remade in. Yep. And I'm very excited to see this because that's what Dragon Quest 3 is going to look like. So, yeah. hell yeah. I, I All I know is that freaking the company that made Octopath Traveler doesn't have to worry about work for the foreseeable future. No, they are set. They they have their bread and butter laid out in the pans. Um, I don't know if that's how you make bread. So the next thing is uh, <laughs> Earthbound. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, that's how you make bread, technically, a, a certain stage in the process. But Earthbound Good. and Earthbound Beginnings was announced to be coming out on the uh, on the virtual the console. Classics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it came out the day of the Direct. Everybody should play Earthbound. It is a unique experience. Um, I've never played Earthbound Beginnings. It's basically Mother 1 versus Mother 2, which is what Earthbound is. It's a similar concept. I guess I guess I feel like the SNES version, which is Earthbound, is just like an upgraded version of the first game. So uh, play the second game at the very least. Play play Earthbound. That's that's worthy of your time. I may have to try it again at some point. I've tried that game like five times and I hate it. 
I, I get to like this. <laughs> I get like two or three hours in and I can't stand that game. But all that up to the final, the biggest announcement, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yes. Which was yes! amazing. An amazing trailer. You see the Bionis, the Mechonist. You see everything yeah. happening. Swords and people it, that don't look like they belong on Earth. And it looked really cool. Really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about this because apparently it's supposed to connect um, the storylines between 1 and 3. Oh, 1 and 2. Good, good. Yeah, like like the all the fact because because I don't know if you, have you played two versus one or anything like that. No, I'm still wrapping up one. I've still got a couple hundred yeah, missions, two, and I still have to do the integrate thing in between. Two, two. Oh, you need to do future connect, right? Future connect, not integrate. Yeah, that's Final Fantasy VII remakes uh, PS5 version. Ah, I'm sorry, all the all these stupid ass words confuse me. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, as a Kingdom Hearts <laughs> fan, you should be used to this shit, right? If if it would have had more numbers and symbols, I probably would have memorized it better. Uh, that's such bullshit. I can't believe this. Um, <laughs> anyways, the fact of the matter is Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is supposed to connect 1 to 2. Because 2's world and like system is very, very different than the first one. Um, so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that all kind of comes together. All I know is I'm glad that I'll be able to play all of the Xenoblade Chronicles on Switch. Yes. And the biggest thing is, like, I was talking about this when we were in the voice chat, was that, is it not amazing that this is a series that was never going to come to America unless, like, basically the fans did a petition that forced Nintendo to be a part of it? I want you to realize that Project, was it, Project Rainfall, I think was the name of the, the, the petition group. They were mm-hmm. trying to get Xenoblade Chronicles, Pandora's Tower, and one other game. But Xenoblade Chronicles was like the big one that they were trying to get over here. Hmm. And that petition was what moved GameStop to license it exclusively. Because I don't know if you remember that is GameStop was the only place you could get the Nintendo Wii version of Xenoblade Chronicles when it was initially released in English. No, I didn't know that. Yes. It was the only place you could get it because that petition program Ashley got them to pu- got them to go. Hey, we're gonna license this game because there's enough people interested to get this, and now it is a major first party Nintendo property that they are waiting until the last moment of a Nintendo Direct to announce a sequel to. I'm still waiting on my Xenoblade Chronicles X uh, Switch port, but for the most part, I can play every bit of Xenoblade Chronicles in all of its incarnations on a Switch, and I think that's freaking amazing considering the fact that we almost missed out on this entirely oh so, yeah no it'd have been a take shame. that nugget into the into the distance i uh i played the first one all in its entire almost all in its entirety um while i was home with my son when he was born it was those two weeks you know he, he's a little baby he's, he's doing a lot of sleeping crying mm-hmm. eating you know while while he'd be napping on me for hours at a time eating i was just sitting there playing xenoblade chronicles so it's nice i have that nice memory of those weeks with him doing that and me shulk and ryan just it's ryan time and then my baby's asleep on me it's a uh, it's good <laughs> stuff so good stuff indeed apart from that that wraps up the direct steven why don't you tell me what's on my plate what are we doing Is it are time we talking about meat and potatoes are we yeah. talking about meat and potatoes because here we are at the meat and potatoes I'm this is pumped. actually a cooking and... show we don't talk about anime we're actually talking <laughs> cooking <laughs> so tonight our meat and potatoes is the anime awards from Crunchyroll. So 
what is uh, so what is this you're, you're the one that presented this to me trey what am i looking at here is this a I thing did. that happens every year it is the the annual anime awards brought to you by crunchy rohime she gathers and tallies all the votes from all the weebs across the nation and that's really kind of it they uh they cast all their votes for everything <laughs> in a bunch of <laughs> in a bunch of different categories we're going to be kind of going over categories talking about how if we talked about them if we viewed them you know kind of how we felt that was really it's really kind of it. just general conversation on the votes of all the the nerds across the the fandom so we're going to be talking about things like the best film best comedy best fantasy best romance best fight scene best antagonist all that kind of shit you know all right it's like Oscars, you know what? Uh, but animated man God, you I know I, so I dig much. it i love that shit <laughs> it's good stuff well so here's what's gonna happen there's a lot of categories here but i'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and let my kohai choose which ones we talk about tonight so without further ado trey hit me with your first category so we're gonna start kind of down we're, we're gonna start with a lot of major ones we're not gonna get into every single one of these but we're gonna start big ones we're gonna end with the final biggest anime um you can see all these at crunchyroll.com where they have all these anime awards if you kind of want to go back and see kind of more in detail and see all the runner-ups um if we don't kind of dig into certain ones here but first up is the best film which um this should not be a surprise at all for the best film uh it was actually demon slayer <laughs> um <Mugen> <laughs> uh, of course it was which we both saw uh really mm-hmm. loved it amazing movie amazing film uh yeah fast absolutely kinetic and beautiful uh, you know, UFO table earns every dollar they make if they're not using it for tax evasion. But it's uh, it's just <laughs> topical, <laughs> very topical, um, very just amazing. Uh, and really, mm-hmm. compared to some of these other movies, I don't think they really got near as much oh, traction man. or light. Compare, I mean, there's a there's an Evangelion movie. They got a yeah. They run up yeah. against the 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time, but really, that seemed to be its only competition. Uh, uh, I mean, the thing the thing is, is these other movies are all fantastic choices, but the reality is, is just Demon Slayer had the legs, man, oh, and yeah. it had the animation chops to to back it up. L- let's be real, Demon Slayer was a cultural phenomenon when it hit anime form. Like I, that's what I I think people forget sometimes is like this shit was being serialized and was almost done. But then the anime came out and it blew the hell up. It literally moved millions of copies that it had not moved before because of the anime and its animation quality. And so you move that into the movie and it becomes this cultural phenomenon. I mean, like Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is breaking some records, but it's it's still not touching Mujin Train. And that's understandable why that's the case. There's a there, it's between it being basically a cultural phenomenon, well animated and just being like multinational like that's the big thing is like you know this thing got off the ground and into other countries really quickly and that was a big part of it um bell evangelion josie the tiger and the fish and words bubble of like soda pop uh these are all great movies shirabako has its following but i still and it's done by studio pa works um but i i still feel like that's for that's for the fandom of Shirabako, which is still a lot smaller than like Demon Slayer mm-hmm. or people who follow, follow like Mamoru Hosoda and, and things like that. My 
favorite movie in this list, despite the fact that I love Demon Slayer Mujin Train. I did. But my favorite movie in this list is actually uh, Words Bubble like Soda Pop. But that's because I'm a sucker for sentimental, colorful films. Um, I remember you talking about that one. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't got the chance to watch that movie, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's 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 good. It's nothing super. It's not going to change your life, but it's it's a good movie. It's a good experience. I love the color and I just love the characters and uh, how it kind of like actually brings anime like kind of topics into a modern era. Like mm-hmm. they use things like uh, that are very similar, like Instagram stories and, and TikTok and things like that. And it's like uh, because of how antiquated some anime can live because its creators are still remembering things from their past. Um, I, I do like the fact that it kind of brings up more modern stuff. So that's my opinion. I think that that movie was was better than Mugen Train in terms of themes and, and colors and just stuff like that. But Mugen Train was was it deserved its win. So I'll give him that. What about you? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I still have to see uh, words bubble up like Soda Pop and Bell. Those are two that are on my list. And I, I just have mm-hmm. to restart the whole new Evangelion uh, kind of revival. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm taking my time with that. I I ended Eva on a bad note, so I'm I'm not in a rush for that. So it's whatever. <laughs> um, very bussin'. So. Let's get to the next uh, <laughs> the next genre, which is the best comedy. Uh, best comedy is Comey Can't Communicate. Uh, oh, which man. Which is a surprise, I guess. I thought that would win because I've just seen a couple shots from it. It looked pretty funny. Um, but it looks like it had quite a bit of competition. It um, did. It did. So you had like Miss Nagatoro. You had Miss Kobayashi. Um, Heaven's design team, which looked really funny to me. I have it on my list. Um, and Odd Taxi. So, I mean, those are all good contenders from what I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Life Lessons with Uramichi Onisan was one that was kind of a underdog. So I'm not yeah. too surprised it didn't win. But uh, I think ultimately what really sells Komi over all the other ones is just it's animation quality plus it's comedy quality. Don't tell me with me. Miss Nagatoro looks great. And I love the storyline of it, but it doesn't hit enough comedy beats that are original for me to really like go, okay, you deserve this. Mm-hmm. Kobayashi's dragon maid S like the second season of dragon maid was more of the same, but had that like high quality Kyoto animation to it. Yeah, and so and that's my problem. Is it like it just served up the same stuff like three years later from the original one? So I wasn't super. Uh, Heaven's Design Team. I need to watch that too. Um, I wonder about its animation quality. I don't know enough. It looks really Odd stylish. Taxi. I just don't know anything really? about it. Mm-hmm. Odd Taxi was a big one that everybody loved, but I wonder if it has more of a serious tone to it in some cases, and that's really what kind of brought it down from its comedy. Um. But Comey Can't Communicate literally lives and dies on his comedy. Like, that's one of the big things about that series. Like, I always never understand. There's there's definitely, like, pseudo-romance elements to it. And a lot of people were, like, talking about dropping the series because there was no progress. And I'm like, this series is not about romance. This series is comedy. Every character in it, has, their name is some kind of play on words. And has something to do with their personality, uh, like, <laughs> defect, essentially um and it, it's all played off very well and i i think it deserves that win absolutely 100 percent. like what uh, like what are you like have you read the manga have you watched the show at all yet 
No, but I was actually thinking about maybe doing the uh, Komi Can't Communicate manga. Um, that seems mm-hmm. to be one of the only physical ones you can actually find anywhere, like in abundance. Yeah. So that seemed pretty interesting. Maybe do that. Um, but no, and I'm I'm going to start watching it here soon, especially now they're going to start putting out dubs. Really excited for that. Um, but no, I don't really have much on this. I, the only one out of here I watched was Ms. Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S, which I didn't really even think was that funny. I just thought it was just more slice of life-y and I, I mm-hmm. it was just enjoyable like if I can't remember having gut busting laughs like I'm, I'm having with the uh, the vampire dies too soon um, <laughs> like that that's a that's a that's a comedy but I didn't laugh like that at Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid um, I was just more enjoying the dragons and everything and, and how they live life but maybe my comedy's goofed I don't know Maybe I'm the problem. Comedy works in different cultures, different ways. So, like, are we moving on to the next one? Next one. Next one. We are chugging. Best Fantasy, uh, which actually caught me by surprise. Um, it is that time I got reincarnated as a slime season two, um, which I imagine it's a pretty close tie to Mushoko Tensei Jobless Reincarnation. I really thought Jobless Reincarnation was going to come in for that one. Um, yeah. But you have other yeah. ones like To Your Eternity, Ranking of Kings, uh, The Case Study of Vanitas, which I got a lot of, uh, I saw a lot of heat about that one. So I was curious about it. That one just got its season two finished, I think. Um, yeah. No. Um, it's vampires, essentially. Is that what so, it is? Okay. Yeah. Like, that's, a, that's the easiest thing to kind of explain it without going in depth. Like, vampires, anime. Just go watch Too it. easy. Um, too easy. Yeah. I, yeah, like, and I'm with you. Like, see, the, here's the thing: is like Mushoku uh, Tensei is like one of the like longest running sort of like early kind of breaks the mold isekai. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of things that other isekais did um, comes from Mushoku Tensei. Um, and I'm not saying Mushoku Tensei is bad or anything. I'm just not as big of a fan as other people of the series for certain parts of it. See, I like that time I got reincarnated as a slime for it's kind of like more lighthearted nature. Mm-hmm. But season two gets into the actual freaking plot, like some of the darker stuff that goes on. So while it has its moments of levity and fun character, still there's this takes a turn and gets you into the world in a way that it hasn't before. And the stakes go much higher and you have to pay attention. And it, I think that it, it definitely see because because here's the thing it's like in the first season it was still easy to tell somewhere around the midpoint of the first season that this is an isekai this guy's from another world he's just you know power fantasy that sort of thing as you got further towards the end of season one and into season two the stock being isekai this is just a fantasy show at this point and that's you Mm -hmm. can tell that based on the fact that it's in the fantasy category because like the fact that he's from another world it plays very little into what they do from that point on um so i this is a well-deserved win in my book okay i'm I'm a huge fan of season two all right i'll take that um next one we're skipping across to kind of a big one the best best romance winner um yeah i I felt kind of weird about uh but i guess Uh, i guess i'm with it uh 
okay. So the best uh, the best <laughs> romance winner is Horamaya. Um, and it's Horamiya, damn it! Oh, damn, I thought I said it the other way. What did I say? No, you said Horamaya. Um, which, it's better when I know. I think I said Horamama, or the other, whatever. You, you, it doesn't you said all I kinds al- of things. I always mess real. it up. It's, it's not a real yeah. word, it's a ship name anyway. So, Oh my god, really? This is what won? This is what won. Yeah. I'm looking at three series that are clearly better than Horamiya. Look, we've talked about this on the podcast. I don't think Horimiya is bad. I just think its format has been done better by Suradure children. And if you put it in the same category as something like Fruits Basket, The Duke of Death and His Maid, and Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagataro, and Komi Can't Communicate, and Beastars? Like, sorry. No. Okay. Who, hang on. The people, that, not, the people that voted for this shit are Let's not put B-Stars in the same caliber. Let's not. Look, I, I don't. I don't yeah, know why B-Stars is here. I don't. I don't understand. I, did me you neither. Watch it's not about romance. Yeah, I watched B-Stars. I, it's not about romance, really. No. Like, I mean, it's in there, was, but. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Trey, hot take is furry. No. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That 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 rabbit was asking to get piped down by that wolf, and that was so weird. My wife. There is definitely some weird horny moments. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oops. I've I've made this abundantly clear. I got real uncomfortable on that show, but that's not a romance. Very much not yeah. a romance. And I I I maybe I'm missing something in season two, but I've been very weary to even go back to it because i i just i don't want to feel that discomfort again and it's just i don't know but yeah that you're right yeah other general romances here that have been well worked i mean fruits basket is not the best romance that was one that Mm -hmm. was worked on for years and it 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 climaxed here and we're not it didn't get it that's wild duke of death and his maid like we we watched only a couple episodes and that was way better it was it was in in horror papaya and i don't understand why (laughs) this is weird i'd I'd like to see the the votes for that yeah i would like to as well look i don't agree with the win but it got the win and it is look it's not a bad series like i always kind of rail on it to a certain degree but that's just because like i've had a better better romance experience especially in that format not just with Sir Jury Children, but like some other series. Like I just, I don't know. Like there were about two to three moments in that series that I was like, "This is great." Uh, one of them being whenever she reveals her weird little like, you know, fetish, and it was just so out there that I I was blown out of my socks. But yeah, now outside of that, it's, yeah, I don't know. A lot of the stuff's pretty generic. Yeah. Anyways, moving on to a different category because I I'm salty. Next one, best fight scene. And that is in, oh yeah. So this one is in Jujutsu Kaisen. It is Yuji Itadori versus Aoi Toto, or sorry, Yuji and Aoi versus Hanami. Um, I don't know this fight, so hope it's cool. I'll have to go watch it later. Um, it looks like it was up against a couple cool fights that I saw. Um. There's the Naruto versus Ishiki fight where Naruto's in his ugly final form, um, which was a cool fight. Um, and then we have Elma versus Toru, which was a sick fight. 
very very kinetic mm. very blasty fight um and a lot of the whoa jujutsu kaisen had two fights in here okay. yes okay. and it is a tough it is a tough choice i need you to understand like vivi fluorite eyes song the miskobayashi's like fight scenes like those were all really good i'm sure attack on titan's good too I don't I've, know enough. I, I don't know. I, Baruto, I've never seen a good fight scene, so I don't know. Like uh, Baruto's, uh, like Baruto's immediately out for me. Like I, they've never stunned me with a fight scene in their anime. Like I, I'm just being honest. Uh, like in Boruto, yeah. Like no yeah. way. There's nothing has stunned me. And here's the thing: it's like that's what's sad. It's like I know some of the fight scenes in Vivi are amazing looking, and I know some of the fight scenes in most Kobayashi's is amazing looking, but Jujutsu Kaisen had multiple high-end animes, like, fight scenes. Hmm. And I need you to understand, the two they have on here, the one I did not choose was the winner. And I get why it won, but the one that blew me out of the water, like, literally made me go, I need to rewatch the series, I need to watch more of it, was the Yuji Itadori and Nobara Kugisaki versus Eso and Kechisu. Mm-hmm. This is like the final fight in the season, and it's just such a badass moment for uh, for Nobara. And I love Nobara because she gets she she gets some moments like very light moments, but man, that last that last fight when she's just clever as fuck and just really puts those guys down like it's it's near and dear to my. I got so hype. I haven't been that hype in a long time for a fight until we got to Demon Slayer, and it's it's good stuff. Um, oh man. Jujutsu Kaisen deserved to win. The fight the fight I wanted to win did not win, but that doesn't mean that the one that won is not bad. So Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh Studio Mappa, keep it up. I think is that Studio Mappa? I'm pretty I think sure. So. It is. I think it's Mappa. Hang yeah. on. Let me see if it's a nope. We just have names. Or hang on, I'm sure it's down here somewhere. I'm, I've passed everything up like six times and has the studios down at the bottom. Yeah, Studio Mappa. Alright, so next up is gonna be Best Girl. Gonna get the best, best girl, girl and best boy. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. The best girl is wow. What do you know? Nobara Kugisaki. Are um, you serious? Kaisen. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking serious? I did not expect that. Like I expected. Oh wow, the nominees in this are not what I expected. They uh, yeah, they're a pretty uh, pretty eclectic bunch here. Uh, you have Vladelena Milize from 86, Toru Honda from Fruits Basket, uh, Kageke Shoujo, some girl from there, uh, mm-hmm. Komi from Komi Can't Communicate, and then the girl from Wonder Egg Priority. But yeah, this is a pretty wild bunch. I'm surprised uh, Nagatoro wasn't in there, or Toru from... Um, yeah, Ms. I'm a little blown away. Yeah. yeah, really wild. Um, But Nobara deserves it, hands down absolutely deserves it nobara is the is best girl in that series and best girl in in my tier she's like top five like she's great i love her i love the confidence i love her just like sheer like sadism at certain points like i might have a type i don't know but uh yeah like she's great i love her she's awesome i get vibes from her like uh the girl from god of high school I think it's just kind of similar design, maybe. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm kind of curious. I, I need to watch this show, especially before season two and the movie come out. So, I'm going to see the movie, baby. 
Oh yeah. So what's best boy? Zero. Best boy is yeah. (laughs) That's great. Let's go. It is Boji. Now he (laughs) he didn't. I guess he had some competition. He had uh, Uh, a Sinku from Doctor Stone. He had Otakawa from Odd Taxi. Uh, Ken Draken from Tokyo Revengers. Another boy from Tokyo Revengers, and then uh, Izumi Miyamura from Horamai. You you know the show. You know the show. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you still, even though I spelled it out for you numerous times, cannot pronounce that show. I cannot. Um, Horimia? Horimia? Is that it? Horimia. 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 It's a portmanteau of of parts of the two main characters' names. Like they're shipping them, right? That's it. Yeah, essentially. Like, uh, Hori. Hori is the the last name of uh, the female character. And then Miyamura, which the Mia part is the male character so you have hori mia mm. okay i guess but yeah so boji is best boy and he clearly deserves it after hearing what you uh he does what you he does earlier i mean tokyo revengers is pretty good uh, and the character like i like draken he's pretty cool but yeah no like boji like stamps on these mother truckers like he's way better way better than any of these so next up from there is the best opening sequence. Those are always very important. Um, and it. Wow. Wow. OK, so it, it, there was actually a lot of competition here, um, but the winner is Boku no Sensu uh, from Attack on Titan. Final season. Get out. Part one. No, the shit. The, and it didn't deserve it. Not acceptable. It, it did, did not, not deserve it. it. When we you know had what deserved it? I know Supreme. Yeah, Dragon made us love Supreme from Miss Kobayashi. That song How is a banger. Did that not win? That like it is slaps. in my playlist. It does. Like don't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I I know. I bet the Attack on Titan song is pretty pretty good. It's cool. I mean, it's I, a cool one. Even the even the opening song for uh, B Stars is actually really good. Uh, Yoasabi. Um, they have I great really, music. I, I love their stuff. The the one for Beastars is cool to watch. Beastars has a really cool opening and ending, at least mm-hmm. for the first season. Like that was probably the best part of the show was just letting it start and letting it end because you knew <laughs> you knew something was over. But I I really liked it because it, I think the first part or at least the opening was the um I think it was like claymation almost. Is either claymation yeah. or it was like paper and it was, it was really artsy. It was, it was cool. But yeah, and they they went up against Tokyo Revengers, Jujutsu Kaisen, um, and Odd Taxi for those for best opening sequence. Yeah, so yeah, I love Supreme is a better song, but I'm sure I'm sure the Attack on Titan one is good. Like there is a certain degree of like a most popular in high school um, winners here going on, but you know there has been some upsets here, so I'll take it. What do we got next? Best animation. And uh, to no one's surprise, it is Demon Slayer. Absolutely, UFO you can train arc. I mean, it like, is what absolutely. It is. Look, I like. There's a lot on the table here. There is a lot. Like all, like everybody that's a nominee are great. UFO table, Mappa, Kyoto Animation, CloverWorks, Wit Studio, even Studio Bind. Though I think some of their animation gets a little sloppy at certain kinetic levels. Um, they're all really great. 
Um, have you seen Vivi Florite's uh, Florite Eyes song? No, I think uh, I think Daryl has recommended it to me while I was kind of in my dude. Um, in dude, my it's anime good. lull. It's it looks pretty. Or at least the main beautiful. characters are pretty. Like when I see the castings, they're they're pretty. Yeah, it's good. It's it's worth the watch. We're absolutely worth the watch. A huge, huge fan of it. Thank you, Daryl, for suggesting it. And also describing Pokemon Arceus way better and in, in way more detail than we could ever hope to. Uh, I was listening to some of the episode earlier. Um, I know I'm not going to describe but, it in that detail. So, yeah. What do we got? We what do we got? Are we at the, the here final, we are. The final one. Anime, Anime of the year. Of the huh? year was Attack on Titan final season part one. <sighs> Damn it. I meant to say Monster Masume. Oh my gosh. Darn it. I meant. I I I need to go watch this show, like because right now I just feel like it's cop out. Like I'm looking what? at this list of, I I'm looking at this list of of nominees and Attack on Titan isn't there, dude. Like, I just I'm not feeling it, dude. I was like five episodes in before I kind of switched over to manga for a bit, and it it was intense. It was good. I was feeling it. I was the Attack on Titan just makes you feel it, like it it's good, man. It's good. But granted, you like a lot more cheery things. I don't think you're going to like Attack on see, Titan. See, that's that's the thing. Is like, Here's the thing. is like I know certain elements of the plot that's going on mm-hmm. right now. And I know... Don't spoil it. Don't hurt me. I'm not. Okay, I'm don't not. hurt me. I'm still in Look, it. all I'm going to say is from the first season, I didn't like the main character. Oh yeah. No As one a matter does. of fact, I had a hard I had a hard time liking a lot of characters outside of Potato Girl and Armin. And Armin was a little bit of a bitch at the beginning. I know he kind of like straightens up a little bit later on and, and Levy comes into the storyline later on. Levi. Um that's pretty cool. Levi, whatever. <laughs> oh. I don't fucking I like I could I like I was like it it should say something. Look, I, this spoiler doesn't fucking matter because it's like <gasps> ten years old. When okay. Aaron got his ass chomped, I didn't care. I was like, "Good, maybe we can watch someone I give a fuck about." But then he lived, and or some shit like that. It was fucking ridiculous. I just I didn't give a fuck. You're really perturbed, man. I uh, look okay. So this is the same problem I had with uh, like I I think I've said it on the podcast before. Same problem I had with Breaking Bad. Great concept, great setup looking forward to enjoying this character oh it turns out they suck all right cool i don't care anymore now there's five seasons of people uh, of people getting excited about shit i don't give a fuck about and that's how i feel about attack on titan it's been a decade of this shit a decade of me being the one on the outside going i don't really care and i should like as an anime fan like like i like a lot of things i like dragon ball z i like naruto i like one piece i like full metal alchemist i like sailor moon i like all the big shit and this is the first big one that I go, mm, I, I guess it's okay. Like the action scenes are pretty well animated. That's pretty cool. So like you already know the, the major or actually hang on. So just preface, there's probably about to be a lot of spoilers right here. Just a, <laughs> yeah. a lot of spoilers. <laughs> just let everybody know. If you don't want no part of this, thanks for coming. Go to patreon.com slash senpaikohai.com <laughs> and uh <laughs> Put put a dollar in the jar, mate. Appreciate it, but there's about to be spoilers for Attack on Titan, so 
you know what happens up to the end or you know what happens up to a point? I know what happens up for the most part to the end. Okay, so what drove you to know what goes on to that point? Because if it wasn't Aaron, something had to be nagging you to find that point. Because no one gives a shit about Aaron. No one, no, you can't like him. He's not, he doesn't have the drive of Goku. He doesn't have the personality of Naruto. And he doesn't have the the casting of Bleach, really, to keep you going, really. He doesn't yeah, have that supporting his, staff. And his fucking final season character design looks like divorced dad alcoholic. Like, I don't, like, it just, That's it's killing me. Very good description. But I think like, what long it is, hair, scraggly stubble, looks sad all the time. Like, I just watched Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes, of course I do. Have you <laughs> seen the prostitute that fills in for a boil? <laughs> he kind of <laughs> he kind of reminds me of him. I can't. Bill. Yeah, His just, name's Bill. Yeah. <laughs> but I just so it's it's the world. I think you. I think you watch Attack on Titan for the world. And yeah. really, and I, I'm having a lot of shit spoiled for me for Attack on Titan, as is the nature of the world. <sighs> Like I looked at the uh, major... is that, that's the nature of Twitter. That's the nature yeah. of Twitter. Don't you call it the world? It's Twitter. They're the worst about that shit. <laughs> it's uh, and hang on, I want to say I did it to myself here, where mm. I scrolled into the best antagonist. Is that where it was? And it was Aaron Yeager. And I was blown away, and I was like, "That's fucking wild," because. You almost see it coming, but that's, I'm not stunned, I guess, if that makes sense. And then I had to think about it. I I don't like seeing heroes turn villain necessarily, but I'm not watching it for Aaron. I'm not watching it really for Mikasa. I'm not even watching it for Armin, which Armin's my man since Captain Irwin died. I'm watching it to see what happens in this world and how everything's going to come together because this looks like a shit show. With all these titans, all this world building, I just want to see how these all come together, and that has to be what was pulling you. That's how. That's what has to bring you together for this for this see, kind of show. Absolutely, absolutely understand world building, but at the same time, you have to have characters in that world that you give a fuck about. And the reality is, I don't. I don't like. I like. I don't give a fuck about Mikasa. I don't give a shit about Armin. I hate Aaron. Even before he became Deadbeat Dad Aaron, um I I don't like most of the side characters. Um Levi is solid. Uh so uh, what's the name of, of his subcaptain? I loved that person. Uh the, Ringe? Uh, the uh the scientist? Yeah, like the one Hange. with the glasses. Hanj Hanji? I think it's Hanji. Hange? Yeah. I don't know doesn't matter i like that character but most of the characters i just don't give a crap about and i think that's what's horrible is like so if the world building is there but the world just literally has nothing populating it for me to care about that's a problem like i i don't know like i like there's so many just like this just feels like the sad boy series like that's what it feels like this feels like a tragedy it it, it feels like a tragedy but that's that's i think that's the point of it 
you i mean you mm-hmm. watch sad things on or you watch sad movies um oh what is it there's a movie with anne hathaway where a lot of sad things happen to her she gets hit by a bus she leaves behind like a father and a husband and kids and it's literally back-to-back sad things and you're only watching it to see how it goes what's next and you know that that's kind of it you just get it you're just along for the ride at that point like it, yeah, you can't stop that... the train just oh my god when, when are we going to get there what what yeah. is next but it's i i, I got because I, I i really I feel you I can't get behind most of these guys at this point. And really, I think I just need to be in the right in the right zone. Like I need to like like watch like a shit ton of like feel good like comedy and then like, get here like at mm-hmm. the top of the meter so I can watch Attack on Titan to bring me down to like half meter so then I can just like recover from there like yeah. so much easier at the half meter mark. But yeah, I mean, look, Attack on Titan's well animated, good world building. I don't like the characters for the most part. There's a lot of things I don't like. The music's pretty solid. Like the music is great. Like the opening oh, yeah. sequence is great, especially in for, the first season. Like it's, even I know that one. Um, it brought in a lot of fans from mainstream. Like I'll give it that. Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan moved the needle in terms of anime going from niche to more mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I, I I respect it. I respect it. Even if my hot take is that I don't like Attack on Titan. So, so yeah, there we are. Yeah. But I think that kind of wraps up our journey through the meat and potatoes of the anime awards for this week. And it, and it has been a, been a joy, a very long joy, mind you, of uh, getting to finally catch up with you. We didn't even touch on what games we're playing this week. I'd like to point that out. Oh, my God. We didn't. We didn't even talk about games. Yeah. Let, let, I, let's just save it for next week, baby. <laughs> we'll have to say that. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is one of our longest ones we've done in a while, man. Did you have anything you want to wrap up before I get under the sheets? Nope, baby. I'm about to put you to bed. <laughs> why don't you wind us down? You Why don't you right. sing us a lullaby? Tell tell the people what they need to know. All right, guys. I almost started singing it, but I, I decided not to. I'm sorry. So <laughs> you can find us on all your social media feeds at Sinco Podcast. That's S-E-N-K-O-U Podcast. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, feel free to interact with us. Tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you'd like to see. Uh, we'd like to interact with you. Check out what you're doing. Check out what we're doing. Uh, we do our main man Mondays. We do waifu Wednesdays. We update normally the games we're playing, the animes we're watching, what we're completing on there. Um, so just check us out or else. And uh, <laughs> we also have <laughs> we also have our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash podcast where you can uh, check it out and donate whatever you'd like just to kind of join us on Discord. And really, that's to kind of start our anime club uh, where we'll be watching anime and discussing. Uh, really maybe we can get steven to start watching attack on titan maybe we can all start watching it there we'll see maybe maybe not no it's a grimace he's not gonna watch attack on titan there (laughs) so we'll find something else to watch but that's kind of where we like to start our own anime club with you guys so we'll see hit us up there but apart from that steven man i will talk to you next time good night indeed good night